welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. And welcome back to Turn the Page. I'm Jen. I am one of your hosts today. I am joined by my lovely colleague. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Jessica. Nice to uh, be here with you. And we are here today with a fantastic writer and producer of video, a jack of all trades generally. Uh, And he's here today to discuss Um, a Star Wars story that we both really loved. So let's get into it. Could I ask you to introduce yourself and your story, please? Uh, Hi, my name is Adam Lance Garcia. My story is The Veteran, which is featured in Star Wars from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. It is such a lovely little story. And I would love to start out by asking you about um, your journey to this story. And I'm mainly curious about two things. Um, Your journey to as a writer and how you came to this story, but also your journey from Star Wars fan to Star Wars creator. Well, it's sort of to answer both those at the same time. Like it's a sort of a full circle thing. I really fell in love with reading uh, in general with the book, uh, Star Wars, the glove of Darth Vader, which is not a great story, but it's a post return of the Jedi story. It's about uh, beginning of a series, the Jedi Prince series. Um, and I was already a Star Wars fan, but there was this, you know, basically this post episode, uh, episode six story with Luke having adventures and it just ignited the love of reading. And it made me want to write because I'm like, well, if there, I want to do this. I want to add stories to this universe. Um, and for years and years and years, I collected Star Wars books, just hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of books filling my parents house still, um, that if I ever get a house, it's I I have to figure out how I'm going to collect them. Um, but I really wanted to write a Star Wars. That's something I just always wanted to do. Um, and I started writing sort of semi-professionally um, about 2008. A colleague of mine uh, from from NYU, uh, his name was Ben Granoff, gave me an opportunity to write on help with a sort of a, a comic book short. Um, and I you know, basically we made a trade, like I'll help with this. If you help draw a comic for me, I adapted my senior, uh, my junior uh, film, uh, Nick Asian security guard, which is what if dirty Harry was the security guard of the gap. And I had it, uh, a booth at comic-con at New York comic-con there. I met an editor and they had a list of characters. They liked the story and had a list of characters that they wanted to work with that all were either public domain or like licensed. And there was one, called the green llama who is a buddhist superhero from the 1940s uh who my dad collected so i was very familiar with him and with the llama of all the characters enlisted is like here's someone i could write from a true place something that i meant something to me sort of as a gift from my father something i could sort of say something with um i didn't really realize that i would fall in love with the character and since then i've written three novels two of which have been published because my girlfriend is reading the third one right now uh, about like 10 or somewhere between 10 to 12. I've lost count short stories and novellas, including a Sherlock Holmes crossover, uh, all these various different uh, iterations. I sort of was able to grow in small press in public um, and just through a lot of networking of working with good editors and, you know, being a good collaborator, I got more and more writing work. Um, And 
just grew steadily. And how I got to the Star Wars of it all is to circle back to the Green Llama. I uh, have a colleague, Steel Philippec, who also attended NYU with me, um, but I didn't become friendly with him, except I met him at the same near Comic-Con that I got the Green Llama, and I'm just making that connection right now. Um, but he and I have been producing um, audio dramas for a while, and I uh, worked with the Green Llama State. I asked for the license to the audio, uh, to do audio dramas because there was a radio show back in the 40s. And during the pandemic, when we were all sitting at home, I was lucky enough to still have a day job. I was still able to, you know, pay for everything. I paid my crew. I paid my my producers. Uh, I paid my talent and editors. And I predict, put together sort of a portfolio piece because I really wanted to do audio dramas. I really wanted to prove that I could do this for like professionally. And I've gotten a lot of close calls for uh, other production companies, uh, but never it never kind of went through. So I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, look, I'm doing this. It's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be this chance that I'm going to take because uh, I need to prove it. I need to prove that I can do this. Um, she's like, look, the worst thing that comes out of it, you have a portfolio piece. Uh, instead of getting to the company that I wanted to work with, uh, it got noticed by Lucasfilm so I sort of shot above where I I wanted to um they they had to take a notice because I was posting it online they were impressed enough uh at the same time I had become friendly with a editor at Del Rey um her name is Elizabeth Schaefer uh she's been very supportive of my career for years and when it came time to put together this anthology I was apparently on Lucasfilm's and Del Rey's list of authors they wanted to work with and uh, that is the most succinct version of that story I can give. <laughs> that is so cool. I have to say, I love everything about it. And I love that it has like a family connection to and a connection to family, fan, like a family fandom. Um, that's just awesome. Um, so as far as this story goes um uh dexter jetster is um a great character but not necessarily an obvious choice for a point of view story i just i want to know um what drew you to him and what was sort of the um, inception point of your story uh so this is going to make jen laugh uh it was patrick willem's fault um and this is and i'll i'll have to tell the story for the rest of my life uh which i know he will hold over me forever but basically patrick willems is a uh a youtuber who i've become very friendly with we have sort of this ongoing uh sort of narrative that we sort of play with uh on social media that like he and I aren't actually friends. And I'm sort of like this weird stalker guy, which now saying it out loud, sounds like I'm just a weird stalker guy. Um, but he and I sort of like make fun of each other on, on Twitter uh, or whatever. And he had posted something along the lines of uh, a Dexter Jester, a star Wars story when it was a retweet of another, uh, of, of another post. And I was going to write something basically along the lines of like, ew, like, but Patrick, you hate star Wars or something, something stupid like that. Um, and instead what happened was, and this is one of those things that is always interesting about the creative process and why I'm always enamored by it. It just lit up things in my brain. And I was just like, well, what happened to him after Attack of the Clones? What happened to him in the original trilogy? We didn't have these things defined. Um, and I really wanted to, it's just sort of like, oh, what, what's going on? And then I was like, I knew there was a possibility that I might be included in Return of the Jedi. There was like sort of like an inkling that it might happen. Um, 
even like when I first came up with the idea, but I'm like, if it even doesn't happen, this is an idea. This is a story idea that I want and I'm going to use it. If I don't say anything, I'm just going to hold it in. And over the course of like two years, when he first tweeted that in like 2020 to when I was invited uh, to contribute to this anthology, uh, a lot of things happened both in the world and in my own personal life that sort of like sort of uh, incubated the idea and made it a little bit more uh, meaningful and um to me personally and so when the opportunity came they're like basically you get this email do you want to write a star war which is the coolest email you'll ever get um and i uh i i say this every time but like i'm so glad i was kneeling down like cleaning up the bottom of my sink when i got it because i would have fallen over (laughs) um so we were uh so they basically like you can give us a uh a character and a story or just a character you can figure out the story later note that like mostly Ewoks and Java's palace are taken. And, you know, I already had this sort of idea incubating in my mind, but the idea of Dexter Jester on Coruscant and while everyone's celebrating, he's the one who's like, it's not over Um, because I, you know, I cite them as well, a lot as well, but like Claudia Gray's uh, short story in the first for, from a certain point of view with Qui-Gon uh, master and apprentice. And then there's the uh, Chuck Wendig's aftermath uh, series, which had uh, Jar Jar, post episode uh six um i love the mixing and matching of eras like i i like seeing different people and like well how does it affect them and i thought there was just a lot from a sort of a ground level that you can explore with a character like dexter and the idea of guilt and the idea of like he blames himself for everything because from his point of view from his point of view it's this thing led to this thing to this thing and now the jedi are gone now it's all kind of like, but now everything that he, this mistake he made, this great victory has come through, but he's not able to celebrate it, it, it with the people that he wants to celebrate it with. And that's an emotion that I have felt plenty of times, including during this whole process. There's so many things that have happened over the last uh, few years that I wish my dad was around to see because he would have been, he wouldn't shut up about this. Like he would just go on and on and on. But so that I felt like with Dexter, there was just so many more storytelling opportunities that uh, could speak to a a very real place in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. He's really a perfect choice because he has a Distinct personality that like you kind of grok right away, but there's lots of questions unanswered. He doesn't have a lot of backgrounds. There's a lot of like room to play. And just for the audience, um, I did laugh (laughs) when you said that I was on mute, but so you couldn't hear Um, because that is like a really great origin. I love that. I love when like sort of jokey or, you know, sort of tossed off ideas become like real things and labors of love. That's a really beautiful thing. And speaking of lovely things, as you were just saying, this story walks this really beautiful line, I think, between despair and hope, because as you said, Dexter is very cynical and probably traumatized for sure. And that's being contrasted with the sort of like, you know, like the the joy of the victorious rebels and the sort of like general celebratory atmosphere, this like kind of rose colored glasses point of view of everybody around him. So how and like the end without giving it away, I think honors both of those things, you know, like it kind of validates both. So how when you are writing and crafting the story, how do you walk that line between two very divergent moods, if that makes sense. Um, well, I think a big part of it, I felt like I knew where I wanted him to end up. I knew that like this is Star Wars, hope is very important. 
um, I really wanted to help. I wanted him to find it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, uh, that was, that was, it was a challenge because it's like, how do you get to that point that doesn't feel cheap? How do you get to that point that feels like a natural progression of where he was at the beginning and where he ends up, you know, there's a bit of like where you take into account actual canon where you start thinking like, well, we know the part of it is like this meta text of like, well, you know, it's going to get bad. Um, the audience knows it's going to get bad, but he doesn't necessarily know that, but he knows what he's seen enough to like have like an inkling of where it could go. So that's where the despair comes from. The despair, like, and I think, you know, now that I'm in my forties, it's sort of like I've lived long enough to sort of see so many points in my life. I mean, Jen, you and I, we we went to NYU together. There's so many things we saw on a day-to-day basis during that period of, of the, our four years there, like radical shifts in terms of our lives where things look like they're going to get better and they're, they look like they're going to get so much worse. And then you kind of find that like it doesn't never go, it never goes the way that you think it's going to go. Um, but there is always a sort of lingering sort of, you know, maybe this time maybe this time, maybe this time. And I think that's kind of where I dip into this sense of the world's on fire. The world's on fire every day. Like, how do we keep up? I mean, we can look at this now. Like, how do we keep up with all the news, the things that are going on and not feel that sense of despair? But we always find that one story, that one connection, that one moment that says like, maybe it's going to be okay. You know, and it's, how do you hug the line? It's the sort of hug line that we do every single day when we wake up. Um, but in this story specifically, it was about trying to find, you know, he is seeing this and trying to, he wants to grasp for it. Like Dexter wants to grasp onto the hope. That's, I think, what's the, like, yes, he is dis- despairing. Yes, he's cynical. But I think the reason why he uh, makes the choice he makes at the end without like getting into spoilers is because he has been looking for that reminder that yes, you could, you should keep on fighting. It's, it's a motif that's explored over and over again in star Wars. Some of my favorite star Wars films, like revisit that idea. Um, I mean, the first movie is called a new hope. Um, so that's where you have to go to there. There, you have to start some way dark to find your way there. Yeah. That I have to say, like was one of the things that I adored about the story. It was so real um and i like like that you kind of can't i mean first of all i love that it's called the veteran because you know when you get whatever it is like you know you get to a certain point of your life where there is some cynicism and um i think there is there's hope and cynicism you know when you when you think about that uh, when you think about you know somebody being a veteran um in general and you know knowing sort of what is going to happen um from you know uh from our point of view i suppose um i loved it um the next thing i i want to know is um so what sources did you consult when you were writing the story did you need to kind of um re familiarize yourself with you know different parts of star wars um how did that work uh, so I reached out to Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained, who, uh, if you don't know, has a really him and his wife Molly have a really great uh, Star Wars YouTube channel. And I basically was like, "Hey, what story should I read 
uh, about Dexter Jester and he, he read between the lines. Um, and he, you know, he recommended brotherhood by Mike Chen, which I, I, I think I'd already read by that point. And then I read, uh, he's like, well, Kirsten White's Padawan is how they meet. And it was already on my list. Like you have to remember, like, and I'm going to keep on repeating. this. like, I'm a fan. Like th- this is not just like, one of those like, wow, I got this opportunity to write in the stars. Like I'm reading this stuff right now. I'm reading tales of light and life as we speak. And I mean, not, not at this exact moment, obviously, but like, it is the book that I'm currently reading. I, I adore star Wars prose. So I was going to read uh Padawan anyway. There's also a smuggler's guide, which I picked up. Um, and I, but it was Padawan specifically uh, that gave me sort of the spine of the narrative. There's basically the story takes place on Lenara, and that is how Obi-Wan met Dexter Jester. Um, and he's a boy. And I remember very vividly riding the path train path train from Jersey city to New York uh, to probably like 33rd street. And there was a, a the moment when they meet and the line, uh, a version of the line, which was uh, the boy he had met on Lanara, uh, came to me. And actually, you no, know I think I actually have a draft of it because I wrote in my notes. Let me bring this up because I think this is actually interesting. I don't ever, I haven't consulted it in a while, and I know I kept it. Let's see. I'm going to do a quick search. Um, yeah, so the original line was Dexter Jester thought of the young boy he had met on Lanara and all that the boy would never see. He thought of the old warrior the boy had become and the war that had been lost. Uh, they were celebrating outside a thunderous, jubilant roar that echoed through the chasms of Coruscant. Dex had heard the song before, before played to a different tune, but familiar all the same. The Empire had fallen. The Galactic Civil War was over. Uh, it gets a bit on, but I wrote that on the train um, after I read uh, Kirsten White's book. Um, and sort of like that, a version of that actually survived all through the edits to the uh, current edition. Um, you know, and then so like I read uh, that. I also tried to read up a lot on uh, what was happening in Return of the Jedi at the time. I, you know, I, I consulted. Um, I had already read the uh, Chuck's uh, Aftermath ser- series, um, but I had, did a bit of a refresher on Wikipedia. I looked through uh, some of the old West End games because I really wanted to bring some old Legends material into there. I like reading. Uh, I love reading the West End games. For those of you who don't know, uh, was mo- a lot, a lot, like like most of the stuff that we sort of define as like the backstory of Star Wars originated from a role playing game in the eighties. It came out in nineteen eighty seven. Um, it's the West End games. It's a lot of like Akbar's backstory. A lot of the rules that we kind of associate come from those uh i had i did an interview with timothy zahn uh years ago now uh where he's like well did they give you any guidelines for air of the empire like yeah they gave me the west end games um the gut the source book so i looked at that um to sort of understand what what coruscant was like um and what was interesting about doing all this sort of research was i was very careful about learning about as much as i could about dexter as that that was canon i sort of ignored some of the legends material just for because it was he, they kind of went in a different direction with him. Um, and I read as much as I could and refreshed myself about like what was going on Return of the Jedi at the time. And when I had picked Dex, I figured like I would have sort of like a blue sky. I could do whatever I want uh, feeling to it. Uh, but I found that I kept on hitting up against the boxes of like, well, the di- the diners destroy is, is gone at this point. Um, this happens. There's a, a riot that happens uh, in Monument Square. And rather than ignore those, what I chose, 
I, I have found the more canon I started taking into account, the better the story became because it starts to become, it's not just like, well, I have to take this into account. It's more, well, how does he react to this? How does that feel? Um, the diner closing, like, what does that mean? Like, where is he now? Like why, how, like it, it informs so much. Um, so I, I basically read as much as I could about every single thing about care about uh Dex, about Return of the Jedi at that time, uh, the wider canon, what was ha- happening on Coruscant. And then I had to ignore as much as I could and just focus on Dex's point of view. Like there's a line where he talks, he re- hears about a Jedi destroying the first Death Star, but it's like, well, why would he, like, I, I could have written like as a Skywalk, but like, well, why would he know this far from the fighting in like, he, he would only get like everything third or second hand. So you start like, you, I had to narrow everything down to, sort of like actively ignore things as I was writing it. So yeah, it was, it was, it, I don't know. It was the best, it was the best kind of research I've ever had to do. Like, Oh no, you got to read a star Wars. Oh, God. <laughs> That's great. Um, So this story is, but one star in a truly star studded collection, Um, you know, and then you hit warp drive and those stars stretch out, you know, and then you're, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, so I'd love to know. Um, yeah, there's like a, a, a truly like it is a um, like a bucket list of writers that you would want to see write Star Wars. So did you have any particular favorites among uh, your colleagues contributions? Do you have any stories that you'd like to highlight? I I love pointing out the fact like the, the weird trilogy of uh, mine, Mike Chen's Brotherhood and Adam Christopher's uh uh, steadfast soldier is always really interesting. I think it's like it's a really great sort of trio. I like Daniel Page's uh like extended sort of sequence, like seeing the heroes from another person's eyes. Um, I'm a big fan of Kristen Baver. Kristen and I are very good friends. Uh, to the fact that like basically we have a text chain that's just about uh cats. Uh, my girlfriend and I and uh her and DJ uh clula who runs the star, uh, star Wars social media and his uh, fiance we just share cat photos so having like I, and i'll keep on saying this but like having to share that experience with kristen means so much to me because she is a very dear friend someone i do talk to like literally every day um she did not tell me that she was in this and so i know who to tell where i buried the bodies to um but she uh so having that with her um God, there's so many uh i could go on like i this jason fry i i have interviewed several times and is very has always been very kind Alyssa wong's story was wonderful i think that the, it's it's easier to me for me for me to say this you know like it's just i look at the list of authors and i'm like one of these these things is not like the other um i feel very I, I'm the novice one of this. I mean, I do have a writing career. It is uh, not my day job yet, um, but I am like I feel like I'm the newbie, uh, and I'm 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 the fan who's like, hi, hi, I don't belong here, but I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> it's just so nice to meet all of you. Um, it's really surreal. It's just like just uh, oh god, and and Phil Sozak, uh, like just having to share the pages with him. It's 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 weird, man. Like everyone, it's just like I read again. I would have bought this book. Like I would I I I would have pre-ordered this book years ago, and like I would have just like been reading it anyway. And then it's like oh, and then there's my story. It's like what's going on? So it's um yeah. I I think yeah. It's uh 
oh god who i forgot who wrote the the wicked story my brain my my brain is blanking out but i thought that was such a clever use of like how do you make the ewok show canon and trolley jane anders sarlacc story um yeah they're all just a blast um yeah it's 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 again the fact that i'm like in this i'm like are you sure you're sure right like because you know i read how to win the time war like that's a that that's a good book like i that's a that's a good book like i've written not good i've written fine like but like that's a that's a that's a book okay but sure um yeah so it's I hope that yeah, it's 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 been a lot, dude. It's been a lot. I'm just still freaking out about this. <laughs> I mean, it's so much fun to like, not like you know, like talk to somebody who just really, I mean, loves Star Wars and really, you know, it, it's I guess it's kind of a dream of everybody who's a fan of, you know, in a fandom to really be able to not just like contribute to it, but also, you know, work with other really good writers, their own contributions, their own it's just so cool and um you're just infectious your uh your enthusiasm is infectious i love it and you know to build on that for a second i think that like as you were talking it occurred to me that like i think one of the things that people love about star wars is that like it it depicts this like really beautiful like sort of chosen family found family ensemble and it seems like that spirit kind of exists among like the fans and the writers as well yeah, it's um every single Star Wars author I've met has been incredibly kind and supportive. Like I'll always lead with uh Kevin Scott, who I met years and years and years ago at San Diego Comic-Con. And I knew him because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan and I listen to big finish audio dramas because I'm that kind of nerd. Um, and I was like, you're Kevin Scott. And, he, and like, I asked him like, how did you write for big finish? And he understood the question. Uh, like, how can I write for big finish? Uh, and he's been so supportive that this entire time. Lydia Kang's been wonderful. Mike Chen. I have already mentioned Adam Christopher. Um, you know, all of the, the higher public authors have been just lovely. Um, so you get the sense of like, everyone's, Oh, Cla- Oh God. Um, Claudia Gray, Deliah Dawson, um, you know, I've already mentioned, mentioned Chuck a couple of times. He's been wonderful. Like Kevin Hearn. These are all just authors I've met who are just like, they're just so happy to be there. Um, and you know, I think there's, it's not like it's the cool kids club. It's very much this, you know, AV club. We're all like, we're like, we're just so happy to be here. Like we, we get to enjoy this together and like, isn't it weird? It's kind of weird. Um, and I, I you know, I, I it's, just from like little career advice that they've given me uh, to uh, just being like enthusiastic. It's ever like, I don't know. The nicest people you'll meet are Star Wars authors, I think. Um, at least that's been my experience. So yeah, they're wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for, for joining us and for sharing this lovely story with us and with the world. It was really lovely to talk to you. Oh, it's my, yeah. my absolute pleasure. Trust me, when they when I got the the invite, I'm like, of course I'm coming on. It's Jen Jordan. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yay! Oh, so exciting! Thank you so much. This was awesome. Listeners, you're going to want to check out the veteran in Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. It is a lovely story, and it is accompanied by um, dozens of other really lovely stories too. And I think you'll enjoy all of them. Thank you so much for joining us. It is now time to close this chapter. Thank you.
it's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.